Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. on the beach the only place to read your emails and your tweets it's tuesday november 3rd big day here in the u.s shout out to everybody standing in line right now to vote thanks for checking out the no dunks podcast on the athletic network i'm jay skeets alongside me as always got a nice shirt on today tass mellis hey everybody hey tassie we got the bearded one trey kirby hey Hey, yo. We got the international man of mystery taking it to the max. Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Lee And last but not least, making the magic happen here, it's JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Morning to the stream team. Everybody joining us live right now on YouTube. And thanks to everybody who sent in questions over the last couple of weeks. Keep them coming. Email them in nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in. At No Dunks Inc., once again, Tass, another awesome batch of emails here and questions and comments to get to. Here we go. Howdy Layup Appreciation Syndicate. Whoa! With free agency coming at some point in the future, what player team reunion would be the A, coolest, B, dumbest, C, most, oh right, he played with themiest. My picks, coolest, mellow, back to the Knicks, dumbest, Reggie Jackson, back to the Pistons. And oh right, he played with themiest former Nets legend Courtney Lee to Brooklyn. Burped up, a glove and fries, possum. Wow, some serious lines in that one. That's why you got in first. Will in Denver, thank you so much for that email. Free agency coming, and it, it is going to be upon us real, real quick, like election day. It's just going to show up. So uh, let's go through some of the... Uh, the people available in free agency. Why don't you get us started here, Skeets? Yeah, I'll give you my three. The coolest, dumbest, and oh, right, he played with themiest. Uh, coolest? I actually picked two. Isaiah Thomas going to the Celtics. Back to the Celtics. That'd be just a nice, feel-good story. We could probably use that today, right? He averaged, I know we always bring this up, but IT, the other Isaiah Thomas, the non-Hall of Fame Isaiah Thomas, he averaged 29 points per game. Mm-hmm. That is still mind-boggling on a really good Celtics team. Um, so then, of course, injured, <laughs> hasn't gone as well for him in the league. He's bounced around, played on a lot of different rosters. But it'd be neat if he went back to the Celtics, found sort of like a six-man role, a bit of a spark plug off the bench, and that would just be great. I also went with DeMarcus Cousins to the Kings. Now, I don't think that's likely, but, uh, you know, look, Cousins on the Kings uh, was great, put up big numbers, but they never won anything. Now there's a little bit more talent there, at least, in terms of a backcourt, you know, Fox, and whether they keep Heald or Bogdanovich and stuff like that. You even got Bagley, you got young pieces. I don't know. It'd be sort of cool to me if uh, Cousins was on a somewhat, somewhat competent Kings team. So Isaiah Thomas and Cousins, dumbest, I'll just run through them all here. Hassan Whiteside back to the heat. <laughs> That'd be pretty dumb. Um, as they Get moved that on culture in you. Yeah. Hey, Bam, uh, give me your minutes back. We're going back with Whiteside. And then, oh, right, he played with Themiest. I went with, Trey, you'll like this. I went with Marco Bellinelli. Oh, he's a spicy one. He's a spicy one indeed. And I went with like four teams for Marco because... I don't know about you guys. When I think of Marco Bellinelli and who he played for, I think of only really a handful of teams. I think the Spurs, of course, because he played there. He plays there now, and he's played there for two stints, and his most of his career has been there. He played for the Raptors just because of my homer, so I know that. And then he played for the Hornets, and for some reason I remember that. But then the old right he played with themiest Marco <laughs> on the Warriors. Oh yeah, right. Oh, I mean, started that's his... when people started thinking he looked like Rambo. Remember, yeah. he had like yeah. a great summer league game once upon a time. Yes. I feel like that was his highlight. He had like a yeah. forty-point summer league game or yeah. something like that, that. That's fair, but I always forget he played two seasons for them uh, to start his NBA career. The Bulls, 
Oh, yeah. I, I sort of forget. I can, that one may be at the top of the list of these four. The Hawks? Remember, he played for the Hawks for a yeah, little bit, and then yeah, he played for yeah. the Sixers a little bit as well. So I will go Marco going to any of those teams. Hey, look, the Sixers could use a shooter, could use a vet like him. Maybe he uh, eventually joins that Daryl Morey squad there. So, yes, I got uh, IT and Cousins, coolest, dumbest white side back to the Heat, and then uh, Marco for my, oh, yeah, he played for a lot of those teams. Who do you got, Belly, Belly with Philly. That was a confetti game, remember? Yep. They, <laughs> they, thought, they thought they won it. They dropped uh, the confetti. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go next here. I'm cheating with my first one, uh, but Austin Rivers, who is a member of the Houston Rockets, I want him to go to Philly. Now, he never played there, but he has played for Daryl Morey, of course. And he would be going back to play for Pops. Right. So that's okay. that's that's a reunion. The first coach he ever knew. Uh, so uh, they desperately need him. I think Pops can say, listen, I got you paid earlier in your career. We need you here on a cheap contract. We don't got a lot of money and not a lot of, a lot of wiggle room. And I think he would fit the bill of what they absolutely need. Cheap wing, play defense, scrap it out, uh, be a winner. Uh, I, I think he's got the tools uh, to help out. Uh, the dumbest, I could see the New York Knickerbockers, as we talked about that circle jersey that they released, the just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. I think they could say, hey, Danilo Gallinari, you're 32 years old. Oh. You're, you're good. Let's give you the big, big dollars. Uh, I, I could see them signing, who is still good, um, yeah. but, uh, you know. Are you I say maxim, max him out. <laughs> That'd be the most Why next not? thing ever if they maxed out Gallinari. <laughs> Said he never sleeps, baby. Uh, yeah, just just give it to him. I, the rooster yeah. never sleeps. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're gonna Wait, wake up. Cock- yeah, they're gonna wake up. Cockadoodle do on free agency morning and pay that man. They're gonna go. F- they're gonna fly to Italy and go pay him. That would be crazy. Wouldn't make any sense. But he wants to go to a contender, as he said. So. Unlikely, yeah. And uh, oh yeah, he played for Themiest. Another one that fits. I, I went. I went with all you know things that could sort of actually happen. Uh, Tony Snell. You forget about Tony Snell. He's on the Pistons this year. Mm-hmm. Could go back to the Bucks to be uh, a floor spacer. And again, he just, he got paid uh, in the double digits and millions. I think it was the Bucks who en- who initially signed him to that. But he could go back there. He's twenty eight. He was forty percent from three this year. Uh, and he plays defense, so that could make sense. Wow, Tony Snell, that's a name. <laughs> that's a guy I just haven't it's thought Snelly of in a good, like, 18 months. <laughs> yeah, the only reason why I thought of him is because he's a password to uh, to one of our social logins. So <laughs> that's why he popped up in my brain. Uh, Lee, what do you got? What's the Snell uh, question mark is the password? You can get into every No Dunks Inc. problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going all with all these free agents back to one team, okay? The coolest, I don't know if it's cool or not but Dwight back to Orlando is that cool who knows who cares Uh, the dumbest (laughs) the dumbest uh, I think well um, uh, hang on where's my list here I've got so many different bloody uh, windows open here Um, (laughs) Jeff Green also going back to Orlando. Remember he played with them because he's yeah. played with every team he played there. And Serge Ibaka also had a cup of coffee at the oh, wow. uh, at wow, the Orlando nice Magic. So that would be the dumbest. You put them in whatever order you want. Dumbest. <laughs> I remember them. Coolest. But uh, I just thought, why not? The Orlando Magic, they may as well get those guys there because they probably would be the better, the best version of their team for the next than they've been for the last 10 years. So uh, get them all back. Dwight showed he can still play. Jeff Green, Jeff Green has a Jeff Green game every one every five games. He might accidentally win you a playoff game. You Absolutely. never know. And Serge is still putting up good, consistent yeah. numbers. So, uh, you know, why not? Let the, let's just go back to Orlando. Everyone back to Orlando. I think that would be their best front line they've had for a while. So, do it. <laughs> Those are all three pretty dumb. I think uh, I put yeah. them all there, but I love yeah, them. That's why not? great. The magic. Okay, who do you got, Trey? The only cool one is Joachim Noah coming back to the Bulls. It has to happen. They need a veteran leader. It's a good one. And, you know, he didn't really do much in the bubble. We thought maybe he would get a chance to play a little bit in the playoffs. Didn't happen. At this point in his career, he's a guy that's on the end of the bench bringing you that veteranship. The Bulls need it. Bring him back. Here he is hanging out right here. How about that? Mm-hmm. But uh, my favorite answer actually comes from Jason Fire 34 on the stream team who says the best would be Dwight going back to Houston. Can't debate it. They need a big guy. He might actually be able to help. The dumbest would be Dwight going to Orlando. And, oh, yeah, he played there. <laughs> Dwight going to Charlotte. Charlotte. You could throw the Hawks in there. You yeah. could throw the Wizards in there. I think it'd be pretty funny. I saw a bunch of Wizards fans tweeting, shout out Fred Katz, uh, that the Lakers front court of Dwight Howard and Markeith Morris was the starting front court for the Wizards a couple of seasons <laughs> back. So that's a perfect, oh, yeah, he played there. Bring back Dwight 
and Markeith Morris with that championship experience take the Wizards to the next level. (laughs) In their new gray jerseys. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're graying up. All right. Well, yeah, you can do the exact same thing like Lee's saying with Jeff Green. You can put him on what? (laughs) He's played for 15 teams. Somebody's going to take a chance. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see where he lands. All right. What a start here. That is a great email there from Will in Denver. Our next one, this is from Mark from planet Earth. Yes. (laughs) Dear Dinkers and Dumpers, Mark writes, listener since 2010, you guys are the best in the biz. Save for possibly Zach Lowe. <laughs> Bit of a backhanded compliment there, but we love it. We love Professor Lowe. That's fine. We'll come in second. Uh, my question, though. On paper, is there a better NBA Jam duo than Porzingis and the Donk? Luka Doncic there. Note, I'm only considering actual team members. So, turnout, vote you guys. Count them. That's nice. Again, that's from Mark from Planet Earth, who wrote, P.S. I wanted to leave you guys a review and or donate in some way, but I am a freak who used Google Podcasts (laughs) and now Amazon, neither of which are conducive to reviews. So let me know if there is a a way to do either for you. So thank you for being honest, Mark. Thank you for for being the only person out there that uses Amazon to listen to this podcast. It's nice to know there's someone. Um, But that is so weird. Why can't you leave reviews on those? I never understood that. You would think Amazon for sure. Right. Based on reviews. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. But um, anyway, great question. The NBA Jam duo. He says it's KP and Luca. Um, agree or disagree, Trey? I'm willing to take my chances with LeBron and Anthony Davis mm. here. You yeah. know, you're maybe not getting the outside shooting. Anthony yeah. Davis can obviously knock him down. LeBron can be a shooter when he's deciding to shoot. And, you know, he does the little look off to the side. And then, oops, I popped it right in your face. That's his go-to shot, but, um, you know, that's a pretty solid duo right there. LeBron yeah. and AD, you're bringing the dunks, you're bringing the defense, you're bringing the ability to push guys down. <laughs> you don't have three-pointers, there's no doubt about it, but you're going to be dunking every single time. It's a lot like the way the Lakers actually play basketball. You're just going to be at the rim every single time. I'll take my chances with them. I'll throw another couple out there that I don't think are quite as much of a lock as LeBron and AD being at the top of the list. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? Mm. You got no shooting, zero shooting, but you got the defense. You got the defense and the pushing. Pushing (laughs) is huge in NBA Jam. You want to be able to throw people around. And the other one I would throw in there, I feel even dumber saying this one than the Sixers. Giannis, great. What about a teammate, Eric Bledsoe? I'm going Bledsoe (laughs) over Middleton here. Strictly for the pushing. Strictly yeah, for the pushing. You're going to be leading after three quarters every game, and then you're going to have a meltdown in the fourth. Yeah, that's there, a good that point. Up. you got to turn off uh, keep scores close if you're yeah. playing with these teams because when you're down, the three-pointers, they do matter. They certainly yeah. matter. Yeah, well, you're chucking. Yeah, why not just go? I mean, you're not going to have the uh, yeah the defense as much or the dunking, but who cares? Like, if you can shoot the three in NBA Jam, you're, you're pretty good, right? Curry and Clay for the Warriors. Yeah. Oh my God, they'd be tens in both category in three pointers, both of them, right? Lee? That's exactly who I would have chosen because it's like you can kind of you can kind of, anyone can kind of push, really, can't they? Yeah, yeah. And those guys, their range would just be like basically from half court onwards, and if one of those guys gets hot. Put the ball in his hands. You're seeing those flames just go from anywhere. So I, I think I think that would be the best actual combination, but just just because of the range. But I also thought that was an obvious one. So I tried to think of one that might be a little bit different that would suit in NBA Jam because you could win with anyone. You could actually win with anyone if you were good enough. Right. So I'm going with. I'm a brag. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it had a way of. Brad, Brad Lohas, I'll take you down. Yeah, yeah. Brad Lohas, he was the goat, man. Don't yeah. worry about that. But so I'm saying I'm going to throw out Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert. Because you do get a little bit of the defense there from Rudy. You get Joe's threes and you get the rim play from Rudy Gobert with the alley-oops and stuff. So I'm sort of, that's, that's the Why one I'm sort of... Why would you take Donovan Mitchell over Joe Ingles? Because I want Joe Ingles out there. He's my guy. That's my <laughs> right, right. You so want to be just... slow as Brad Lohouse, I guess. <laughs> but see, that's, that, that's a thing. Like, he's that deceptively slow in, in NBA Jam. He can just hit those threes and then you got Rudy inside. So that's the one I'm you have. You of. have no turbo button option with Joe Ingles. <laughs> that's the problem. It's awesome. I just, I just that, that, that would be a fun team to go up against because if they took down a few of your bigger names like the ADs and LeBrons and Clay and Staffs then you'd be like oh man I hate those guys because that's what happens on NBA Jam you hated some guys and you loved other guys and that's why I love Brad Lohas okay <laughs> what do you, who do you got Tass? well yeah I definitely had LeBron and AD I had uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert I had Middleton and Giannis I thought uh, Trey Young and John Collins could be a, a throw in there obviously lots of threes I feel like John Collins can push a few guys and he's got some serious uh, dunkage, but you guys, you guys nailed it. I, I, you know, it's hard to get a team that does it all. 
that has the ability to push, has ability to jam at home, has ability to shoot some threes and block some shots. But right. I guess everybody can kind of block. Um, but yeah, that's it's tough. It's a it's a tough balance there. I think Yanis hey. Yanis and Tony Snell. Why not throw them out there? Yanis <laughs> um, and anybody. Um, a lot of people think the original, the OG NBA Jam duo, the best twosome was Stockton and Malone. So I was trying to think, like, if you believe that, if you're in on that theory, who is the most Stockton and Malone in today's game? Like, who, which two guys for a you particular need a team? Defending, like, a best? defending guard is is hard to find. That's my. I mean, uh, LeBron just LeBron. led the league yeah. in assists. So yeah, Anthony yeah. Davis is a monster inside. Yeah. yeah, I would say LeBron and Davis in that sense. Wow, yeah. so LeBron is the Stockton. Yeah. Yeah. We compare LeBron our generations, to... John Stockton. Yeah. You never hear that, but. <laughs> Passing is his greatest skill, as we all know. That's yeah. right. That's right. And uh, just I was reminded of this. I don't know if you guys, way back the start of 2020, maybe even uh, last year, I, I we were talking about NBA Jam on one show, and I and I said, I've talked to Nora. Like I'm going to buy the NBA Jam console because you can buy it right at Costco. I think now it's all Wi-Fi enabled too, but it's like the the real thing, right? It's yeah. the real arcade. Yeah. You looking buy a pizza, enough. they throw it in with pizza. I think. Oh, do they? Excellent. <laughs> well. Uh, the deal was we got to buy a house first and then I could buy the NBA jam. So I've been sitting sitting on this guys. You know what I did too? I tweeted this like way back in the, in, in 2020, I've saved the tweet. Right. Uh, so I can't wait. I'm just waiting. I don't know why I'm just waiting right now. Trying to figure out a spot to put it in the house. Might have to go in the office. I'd like to put it right in the first room you come into uh, in my place right there. I think that's very welcoming. Like, yeah. you come into yeah. my house, you have to play NBA Jam. It tells a lot about you, like which team you're picking, if you're any good. So, anyway, just uh, it's happening. Cause, and then shout out to everybody who keeps sending me, like, uh, you know, Instagram links to Costco. Or take, they take photos when they're at Costco. Because I know you can get it there. Tass, I'm sure you've seen it there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yeah. there. Yeah. Um... I guess they don't have it out on display. I mean, it's just a hot seller, so they're probably all gone. Maybe, maybe it's not even. I think it's. Oh, here comes Jason. Uh, it's three ninety nine right now, and yeah. it's not. It's not on the Costco website. It is on the Best Buy website. Hold though. on. Okay, I've I've been given a lot of Costco links well, uh, that mm-hmm. it's there. Yeah. <laughs> But maybe they're sold things out. Things don't last forever on Costco. You gotta act. You gotta strike oh when the iron so, is hot. You can buy this other places. You're right. It's okay. Okay, great. Great. It's five hundred bucks at Best Buy. Four ninety nine, ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Yeah, four ninety nine. And you know, Black Friday's coming up, so you can just Ooh. crash that door and haul that thing out on your back. Okay. Excellent. We will be getting it, and then we will find out which is actually the best NBA Jam duo. Not what just are you going to put on uh, for your initials, Skeets? You going with like a JES? I'll go JES for J-E-S. the record keeping. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that because then it just it looks like it's uh, Jess. <laughs> oh man, Jess is killing it. Yeah, this guy's so good. Yeah, this woman's you, so good. Did you go with your actual initials, or did you switch it up? I got three in it, or four initials. Oh, sorry, just forgot my name there for a second. <laughs> I got four initials, so I would try and go with a TK if it was possible uh, to go with just two. Yep. Otherwise, ASS, of course. <laughs> Not a lot of three word, three letter words out there. <laughs> okay, all right, let's get to it next one. Uh, here we go. A lot of interesting news reports coming out of a few different organizations recently, with two. That I thought could be linked together. Minnesota is interested in trading the number one pick for a win-now player. You all have talked a few times about how this draft isn't the greatest, but at the end of the day, it does seem like the pick will get you a superstar out of a trade. The other one, DeMar DeRozan, apparently hates being in San Antonio. Yeah, that was said by one agent in an, in the athletic agent survey. So as Trey would say, I think we have ourselves a trade. Who says no? The Timberwolves send number one pick this year's draft, along with James Johnson and Jake Lehman to the Spurs, who send DeMar DeRozan and the number 11 pick in this year's draft. So the Timberwolves send their number one draft pick, along with a couple guys there, James Johnson and Jake Lehman, for DeMar and the number 11 pick. Here's the reasoning. Let's assume both Johnson and DeRozan pick up their player options. This gives the Wolves about as close to a win-now player that they can get by getting a former All-Star with a year left on his deal. And this gives the Spurs an instant kick in the rebuild that they'll be doing in the future at some point. That's from Zach H. So he thinks the Wolves and the Spurs could make it happen because it sure seems like the Wolves want a win-now player to go along with Carl Anthony Townsend and D'Angelo Russell. 
But I think the Wolves say no to this one. I don't think uh, DeMar, and even though the 11 pick coming along with him is pretty substantial in this draft where some teams think that they can go down and get the same guy that they can, other teams probably want at the four or five. I think DeMar being at 31 is a little too old uh, for Russell and Towns. I think uh, a draft pick is actually closer to the age and along the timeline of those two guys. Uh, with Russell, DeMar, and Towns, nobody's playing defense. Is it even a playoff team? Oh, uh, it's not. questionable. Um, so I, I think they're going to try and reach higher. Gerson Rosas in the Wolves front office doesn't seem like he's a, a DeMar guy. I mean, I'm just assuming, but I think he wants uh, some some more shooting from the outside. And DeMar's very solid, but I think the Wolves would have to turn that down. The Spurs would do it in a heartbeat, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. The Spurs would say yes to that. Oh, yeah, okay. It's still the number one doubt. pick, even if the draft isn't all that great. And all it's costing you is DeRozan, really? The rebuild has already started as well. So Yeah, yeah. they would say yes, but I, I'm with you. The Wolves say no in this. Um, what do you think, Lily? Yeah, it's just such a bad draft for the Wolves to have that number one pick because it's just it's very hard to really equate exactly what the value is. Surely it's got to be better than Demar, who's been a great veteran throughout his career. But at this stage, he's not going to move that that Wolves needle all that much. I mean, he should improve them and bring some uh, you know some experience into that locker room. But mm-hmm. if, if you're the Wolves and you're like, yeah, we've got DeRozan guys for the number one pick, you're like. Oh, great, he's got one year left on his deal, I think it is, and uh, and then he'll probably shoot off somewhere else anyway. So, yeah, it's just bad, bad timing. Uh, but the Wolves need so many other parts as well to help. If they're really going to improve, they need some uh, experience, they need some defense, and they need someone else who can score uh, alongside Towns and, and Russell. And uh, Because those two guys, you know, Towns is a good player and Russell's a you know good player. But it, they just don't feel like they're uh, they're, they're going to be any closer than they were last season going into this season, no matter who they get with that number one pick, unless it's some you know huge, huge, uh, elaborate deal where they get a, a really, really talented young player, which I just don't see happening. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Wolves say no to that. They're, they're, surely there's something more they can get than, uh, than a veteran who's just not going to stick around. Yeah, I would. I think the Wolves hang up the phone immediately and then start laughing to each other because this would be a terrible, terrible trade for Minnesota to get one year of DeMar DeRozan for the number one pick. I don't care if you think the draft is going to be terrible. You don't think anybody's going to make an all-star. Number one overall pick gets you more than trading down 10 spots in a player who hasn't been an all-star for a few seasons on the last year of his deal. Even Markel Fultz, when he was traded as the number one pick a couple of years ago, the Celtics were able to trade down, get the number three pick, and get another first-round pick. So, I mean, two first-round picks would be at least the starting point for me uh, for the number one pick. But there's no way this would possibly ever happen. That being said, DeMar DeRozan, what a forgotten guy. He's just hanging out down there in San Antonio. He could probably help a team that's closer to contending. Maybe uh, maybe his destiny now at this point in in the league is to be a scoring guard off the bench. He's still obviously a starter for the Spurs, but... Maybe he could do some work on a second unit. I don't know what it is, but it's certainly not going to be the Timberwolves. Yeah, there are reports too. Speaking of the Wolves and the number one pick, James Wiseman says like, "I ain't going there." Like he's like, not that they would probably want him anyway, right? With already having Towns, and I'm not sure they're going to go big, big. But I think have you guys seen those reports that he's like, "Eh, no thanks, I don't want to play in Minnesota." <laughs> um, so a lot of people think if they keep it, they're probably taking Anthony Edwards. I guess. Uh, well, they probably, had a meeting with Lamelo Ball last week. Yeah, I know. Week, I mean, is, you would hope you would do your work, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, do you go Lamelo or do you go Edwards if you're keeping it? I, <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? We'll have more on the draft in the uh, upcoming weeks. We'll actually talk to some experts who maybe do know. But uh, yeah, you're right. Sort of a an unfortunate year for the Wolves to mm. have the number one pick in, in sort of a, what is a bit of a weird draft in terms of like who is the consensus number one and who could help your team and blah 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 blah. It is interesting, and, it, and and I feel for Demar because he did have a good season. But to ask him to sort of be that Jimmy Butler going to Minnesota and leading the the young boys uh, deep into the playoffs, it's asking a lot of him at this point of his career. Even though he really had a good year and he was kind of the the fulcrum of the Spurs last year, dishing to all those guys, and and they didn't make the playoffs there. Um, you, you think you think on paper. This guy who's a four-time All-Star with Towns, uh, with D'Angelo Russell. That's a lot of All-Star appearances, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Gerson Rosas would pull that trigger. 
Next one here, quick and easy one. I always liked listening to the Drop Podcast mid-afternoon, right after it would hit Apple Podcasts. But now I have a soft spot for being part of the live stream team in the morning. My question, will you guys be continuing the morning live streams next season, or was that just a thing of the past? Thanks for all the laughs. That is from Adam, who is a Heinz Community College student. Shout out to Adam. Uh, JD, why don't you take this one? What's the plan moving forward whenever there is a next season? Uh, how would I know? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think that we've sort of... Uh, we're in the live game now. It feels like right. It's, we're live. We're live streamers now. Uh, I, I'm not ready to give up the stream team. Um, but yeah, as long as we're doing the show remotely, I would imagine we're going to do it live. Uh, the real question is when when we get back into the office, are we are we going to do it live? Good point. Um, good point. Because it's 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 the the fight between fidelity and speed, right? It looks better and it would be a lot slicker, but it takes a lot longer on the back end, right? So, mm. but we like to get the, the show up and happening. Oh, bye, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, this thing doesn't happen <laughs> when we're all together. So, right. uh, but I have a feeling that the fidelity would be better if we're all broadcasting from the same place. So, the short answer is I think that we'll continue doing live streams. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. No, I think oh, it's you're, fun. I think yeah. it's fun. It too, is fun. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want the stream team, you want people in there, you want Shu in there occasionally, well actually each other, you want Sarah Gray and her brother fighting over uh, things, so yeah, that's what you want. I mean, it feels it feels like we're all in that same room together, you know, the stream teams are on one side and we're on the other and it's, uh, it's we're all putting together this show, so it's great. Right. Yeah, and let's, uh, like, let's just completely peel back the curtain. The Office... It's gone. Yeah. Mm. I mean, let's be like, you know, because of what hit here with the pandemic, COVID, we're not going in. You guys know this. If you've been joining us live here on YouTube or if you've been listening, you know, we're all remote. Uh, we're all doing it from our own little office or wherever we are in our house. Some of them in children's bedrooms and basements <laughs> and wherever. Um, but we've decided to like let it our lease run out because we're not there. We don't know when we'll be back. We didn't love the office all that much as it was That's because true. we had noise complaints all the time, though I think they're gone. By the way, I, I, I think I think the decal women are gone. Um, We're gonna find them and get an office right next to them, though. Wherever yeah. they're at. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the plan. So look, we got to go clear out our office, mm -hmm. um, but we don't know where the next office will be. I guess right. if there when there will be an office. Oh, so there will, will be. Come on, let's. Like, be. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's just a matter of time, I and mean, we just have to. You know, we have to get through today, basically. <laughs> yes, yes. But we will be live. The point is very, very likely live, whether we're in a new office or we're continuing to do this at the start of next season. I would yeah. say yes. Because this is a, it's a lot of fun. It, and it does add it does add a little energy to the show, the, mm -hmm. the live element. That's and right. it's not like when we were recording it anyway. It's like, oh, I screwed up saying Marco Bellinelli's mm. name wrong. Let's start over. Like, who really cares? Like, we make mistakes all the time and no one cares. But it just, that that live energy, yeah. it comes through, even with the stream teamers, no, you know, commenting away and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll be live. There he is. He's back. He's back. He's back. Holy cow, right? what a journey. What a journey. <laughs> Taz just went through the entire internet. <laughs> I just went and, I just went and voted. It took oh, me great. five minutes. Oh, great, great. Um, all right. So anyway, we said we we're going live. Here's Tass still. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Hope you're yeah, okay, okay with that. You agree. Good. Yeah, good, I've, good, good. I've, yeah. As long as I have an internet connection, I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, back to the questions. 
Next one, when I was 10, my grandpa gave me a subscription to Sports Illustrated and one of the best ones I got was one about Jabari Parker. He was the cover story and on the cover, they claimed he could be the number one overall pick. I read the rest of the article and I was sold. He then played his freshman year at Duke and was selected with the second pick by the Bucks. Yeah, he's a number two buckaroo. I thought that he could be special and then he tore his ACL. When he came back, I thought he could be great alongside Yanis and Chris Middleton. Yeah, I hear that. But sadly, he kept getting injured and has never lived up to that potential. Despite the fact he's only 25 and is now buried in Sacramento. Wow, it's not looking great. Who are some guys that you were high on, but injuries just kept them from realizing their potential? Thanks, boys. That's from Jackson in Lehigh, Utah. Trey, somebody who didn't live up to the potential. Oh, Jabari Parker is a good one. I remember that Sports Illustrated cover. I think he was touted as the next LeBron coming from Chicago. Four straight state championships. And then the injuries caught up to him and the cake caught up to him, unfortunately. There have been a few of these injury cases, obviously, in Chicago. I personally think Derrick Rose would have been better than Russell Westbrook if they would have never suffered their injuries. Rose was obviously ahead of Westbrook when he suffered his injury against the 76ers. Westbrook Seized the lead, won an MVP of his own, got injured on his own as well. But uh, I still think Rose was a little bit better of a player when they were both on the up and up in the same draft as well. 2008, number one and number four. But the big one for me as a Bulls fan is that I actually think Jay Williams was going to be very, very good. Jay Williams played one season in the NBA. He really struggled being the number two pick out of Duke in the 2002 draft. He got in a huge motorcycle accident on Lakeshore Drive in Chicago, and it ended his career. Like I said, he struggled his rookie year. He had a pretty good last month of the season, and you got to be a dumb Bulls fan to be saying <laughs> he was looking great in the preseason before his <laughs> before the 2003-04 season, but he was looking good. He seemed to have figured out the NBA game a little bit more, and the league was changing at that time. You know, Steve Nash was going to go on to win his two MVPs just a couple of seasons later. Bill Cartwright was leaving the Bulls along with the triangle offense. Scott Skiles was coming in. It was turning into a guards league, and the Bulls had a really good pick-and-roll guard who might have been able to lead them uh, to some success. But that didn't happen. Then the Bulls got another really good pick-and-roll guard who could have led them to success. Then that didn't happen. And now I'm trying to convince you guys that Kobe White and Zach Levine would be the best NBA jam duo out there. But that's a couple of Chicago-centric injury problems there. Jabari Parker, Derrick Rose, and Jay Williams. They all could have been good. You're right. Uh, I'll go next here. I don't want to step on Tass's toes or or the flowers on your shirt. But, because I know you love this guy. And I did too. Jorge Garbajosa, man, was good. He was good. He really was. I know he came to the league older, but he signed the three-year $12 million deal in 2006 to come to the Raps. He won a Rookie of the Month uh, in December. He made the all-rookie first team, but he was averaging like 9-5. and five. He was a contributor, but then late in a March game versus the Celtics, I know Tass definitely remembers it, he went to block like a, uh, an Al Jefferson dunk attempt, and he just landed awkwardly, like really awkwardly. Broken fibula dislocated ankle and multiple torn ligaments don't ever watch that clip i mean mm. it's gross uh and the reaction from guys jose's like holding his head and jefferson's like can't even look at what's going on jorge who's a tough sob is like screaming in pain as you would be with all that it ended his career i mean really he played seven games the next season i actually was shocked by that i thought in my head he played a little bit more mm. seven like games it. before a second surgery on his leg so he played Jorge Garbajosa played 74 games in the NBA. That's it. And then obviously went back and, and did play professionally overseas again, um, but never in the NBA. And he was good, man. And I'm not saying he was going to be an all-star or anything like that, Tass, but you can you can attest. Like, he was a solid NBA player, for sure. Um, especially maybe even ahead of his time a little bit with what he could do on the floor. But that that that's up there with your Hayward injuries, your Paul George injuries, Sean Livingston. Ugh, the Jorge one is gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, he, he was a great 3 and D guy. He would be, he, he would have been a great teammate. He'd always have cigarettes for the boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's 100% true. Uh, legend has it that he watched uh, his surgery happen, that he was uh, awake for part of it. I believe it. Uh, Jose Calderon uh, threw a, a towel on that leg when he saw that happen uh, because it was, oh. it was such a nasty injury. But uh, yeah, Jorge was one tough mother. And, and 
speaking of that, I had no idea you were going to bring that up, but uh, I think I'm, uh, yeah, I won't, I won't mention this guy's name, but uh, on Instagram, somebody messaged me about Jorge Garbajosa yesterday, and it's quite fitting. He said, hi, Tass. Uh, I'm from Valencia in Spain. I'm collecting authentic jerseys of all the Spanish players that have played in the NBA. I found you have had or have one of Garbajosa's Raptors jerseys. Would you consider selling it in case you still have it? I started the message and I said, wow, what an offer. I do have it, but I love it oh so much. It's probably one of one. There's no doubt it's one of one. It's an old Raptors jersey. Uh, but they were getting rid of them because they were going into a new jersey. And so they were, they had a bunch of blank originals. And you could put whatever name you wanted on it. So I put a Garbajosa on it. And uh, there's no chance anyone else has it. So this is this is a, a good find by this gentleman yeah. to, to find me here. Uh, I'd suggest you go straight to Jorge Garbajosa. He runs the Spanish basketball okay. program. Ask him. But we'll have a conversation. If okay. it means more to you sir you never know you never know we'll have a we'll have a chat maybe you can get like a lifetime uh, membership to jose calderon's ham farm like return or something like that for that jersey make, make a deal here so yeah jorge man he was a good player he was solid was that uh, his career was over after that who do you got lily well, I mean, Grant Hill's in the Hall of Fame, so uh, he did salvage his career, even though he lost four years of his prime there. So I'm going to take him off the board. And Brandon Roy is the other one for me. Yeah. He he was still a three-time All-Star. I think he played in the end five seasons, it was, or maybe six there when he came back. And uh, I thought he was super special. I thought he was brilliant from the start, from day one. He was an incredible player. So much fun to watch. And I remember especially uh, one Sunday afternoon, I think the... Uh, Blazers were playing in Toronto and I was actually playing pickup ball that day and I came back and it was a double overtime game and I think Roy had 46 points or something like that and I knew he was good because my wife Roxana was like just staring at the TV going man Brandon Roy is awesome and I'm like I know I know I don't know why I wasn't at that game which is weird unless it was some other unless it, they weren't playing the Raptors maybe the, the it was just an early game and the, and the Blazers were on the east coast or something but like Roxana was just like, oh man, he is awesome, and I'm like, yeah, he is. And uh, his career was, uh, oh man, it, like that meniscus. You know, he, that's why he dropped in the draft as well. There was concerns yeah. about it, but that his first three or four seasons there, he was pretty good. He won Rookie of the Year. Apart from one vote, he would have been unanimous. If it wasn't for Chuck Swirsky picking Barnyani. Um, <laughs> nice respect. Uh, and I was like, I think, I think he can salvage it. You know, without these, without these meniscus, but, uh, but. A, in the end, it caught up with him. And I mean, he's, he's only like 36 or something now still, and it feels like he has been out of the league oh. forever, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? Um, so uh, yeah, he's 36. He just turned 36 in July. And uh, I loved him. I cherished him. And uh, I really, <laughs> wish he, I really wish we could have seen so much more of him because he would have been super special. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. Uh, aside from, yeah, Brandon Roy is a great one. Obviously, Grand Hill. Greg yeah, but those Odin. are those pe- people were high on those guys. That's why. Yeah. That's yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. Yeah, I'll throw in uh, somebody that I thought was ahead of his time in 1999. Jonathan Bender was drafted out of high school. Oh, good one. Oh, wow. Uh, he's a six eleven boy. Uh, you call him a seven footer, uh, but he was a boy. He was out of high school, and, and he was uh, definitely uh, had the ability to play some wing uh, because he could shoot it, no doubt. And uh, the Raptors drafted him, but immediately traded him to the Pacers for Antonio Davis. And he just never found his footing in, in Indiana because of injuries. He was just never, never found it. Uh, it's all about injuries, I think, because I think he had the skill. He did create, um, because of his knee injuries, the Jonathan Bender intensive trainer, a, a mechanism to try and help those knees out. Hmm. Hopefully that's doing well. Yeah, it was uh, gotten suppressed in, in uh, I believe it was... Forbes or somewhere. Was uh, something fortune. you put on your knee, or was it just like a, a program? No, no, it's something oh, you put on your bot on your oh. body. Yeah, so uh, kind of put it. I think you kind of strap it underneath your shoe, uh, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure. It, it, it was it was a bigger mechanism. It wasn't just a oh. throw it on the knee. It wasn't a copper fit. I don't know why I just threw <laughs> copper fit. It wasn't a brace, but it was. Maybe it was that's larger. what Goran Dragic is wearing <laughs> under that knee sleeve. He's got something gigantic under there. <laughs> It's the bender. Uh, the bender, <laughs> it's a yeah. Good name for a product on your knee, though. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's what I mean. It's sort of sadly Jonathan's ironic, bender. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, actually talking to my father-in-law, and uh, he said bender is 
is terrible for Maccabi Tel Aviv. I I immediately <laughs> thought I immediately thought Jonathan Bender, but he was talking about Dragon Bender. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right, right. I don't think I don't. Bender's not a Dragon Bender's not a Bender. He's a two name guy. Whenever you is say he? his name, you got to see Dragon Bender. You don't just say Bender, right? Never. Never. Exactly. I do. That's why you confused me there. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah, I never called him Bender. And we had him on. Could have looked him in the eye and called him Bender. Hey, man, how much you love friends? <laughs> Says here you like friends, but apparently you don't. All right. <laughs> Next one here. Uh, we had Jabari Parker on, on our show, too. Is that what you said? The cake thing there, Trey? Is that yeah, right? We did, yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was. I was high on him too. He was, seemed like an awesome guy too. All well, right, next he one. signed after we gave him that number two buckaroo cake. He signed every autograph uh, for all the fans that were sitting there. Well after the show, he was yeah. he was hanging out there. Yeah, he, he See, wouldn't even eat the cake if I remember. Like he was so focused on his diet, he was like he didn't want all that sugar in there. Like Julius Randall was like, "Hey, don't take any. I'm eating the whole thing." But Jabari <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Park was like, "No, I'm not going to touch this." So yeah. yeah. And who's had the better career? Eat the cake. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? I think Brandon Ingram ate the whole cake. Well, there all-star. you go. Now he's an all-star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. He's still hey. that skinny? That's crazy. Because Jabari <laughs> Parker didn't eat the cake. And that <laughs> might have been the last time he said no. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. All right. Hey, Slow Funks. This is our next one. Before my message, the disclaimer is that 2020 has, of course, been insanely rough for everyone on the planet. And most have had it a billion times worse than me. Okay. My particular situation has been waiting at home in Hertfordshire, UK, while my fiance in the US waits for me to arrive. I was meant to be arriving in March, but the government has halted immigration for fiance visas since then. Over seven months have gone by with nothing for me to do but play out what living in the US will be like in my mind. In the spring, I quit my job and started paying rent on our joint apartment in California. It's been emotionally tough. That's crazy. That's uh, that's very unfortunate. My question, when in your lives have you intensely daydreamed about a goal or an event over a long period of time? No Dunks has truly been one of the few things to make my year bearable. Nice to hear that. Forrest Gump, Curly Fries, Boston. That's from <laughs> Alex with that crazy story. Uh, just quickly, Forrest Gump. Uh, on TV last night, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> what a hunk of sh- that movie is it's like a bad <laughs> forrest gump somehow <laughs> it's like that's a, that's a new low I, I i've seen it before and i was like let me try this again i was like gave it like 20 minutes this is so bad i think it's uh, a david fincher too right oh, and it's, it's like so david fincher bad. and brad pitt have made some classics yeah. but the only thing that sticks out from a curious case of benjamin button is when they ask old man but he's actually young brad pitt hey how old are you seven but i look a lot older <laughs> yeah he's got the southern Shaman. accent going yeah it's very weird I, I was watching the part where he's on the boat I don't know they're taking down like a Russian sub or something I don't know what was going on it's horrible but anyway uh, that's like, I was like this is a crappy Forrest Gump but anyway uh, that's a tough story there from Alex Tassie but uh, do you have an answer for his question it is unfortunate yeah. uh, what event have I daydreamed about over a long period of time today Election day, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> today, today is a, a monstrous day in the United States. I don't care who you're voting for. I do. This is, this is a, well, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, but it's it's a it's a situation where people are very very divided. People are people. It just it doesn't feel right in the U.S. This is a time of healing. Things need to change here. Hopefully, your situation changes, Alex, and hopefully the U.S.'s situation uh, changes. And just because I'm wearing a flower shirt, I'm not uh, I'm not a boogaloo intimidating anybody at uh, the polls, which is also absolutely crazy. But hopefully that doesn't happen today. And hopefully law enforcement is on there on their toes to take care of that. And I'm sure they will be. I'm sure they will be. So uh, really, I suggested doing a beach stepping today on Tuesday, mainly because I didn't want to be uh, doom scrolling on Twitter all day long. This is a couple mm. hours uh, of my attention away from twitter so that's that's why i suggested i'm happy about being here i'll just jump on twitter right after are, this, are so. you gonna watch tonight tass or are you gonna completely avoid it um you know seeing as we may not have results tonight like what's your what's your plan of attack for consuming election i'm going late right? luckily i, I have yeah. <laughs> i have some distractions i'll, I'll jump on late I, okay. I read uh will leach's live blog of the 2016 election day mm. and uh uh, that that helped remind me that there's absolutely no reason to watch during the day. No, 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 
Don't no. do it. Don't do that. To it's yourself. it's like watching. It's like the Super Bowl starts at six thirty, and and the pregame starts at twelve thirty. You don't need to watch it. No. <laughs> I mean, you can have it on, I guess, but put it on mute. I mean, you don't need to be watching it. Trey, what's your plan tonight? You're gonna watch, or you're just gonna completely wait until sort of like the morning or the day is coming. Well, I'm gonna tell you that I'm not gonna watch it until the morning, but guaranteed I'll turn uh, it on. It's a very weird scenario because, I mean, I've been looking forward to this day for four years. I've been ready to vote out the current president for four years, but it's polling day, it's election day, and I voted weeks ago. My vote has already been counted, and we're not gonna even know the results for probably a week, so it's very weird to be looking yeah. forward to something for four days and then, or for four years, and then you gotta wait, whoever knows how much longer it is. Um, but yeah, listen to this podcast on half speed and you'll probably get through the entire line at your polling place. <laughs> we got your back, just get out there and vote. Absolutely. And Lily, any any plan here for today? Uh, not during the day, no, Cap. because like you, you're saying, there's no point no until point. we start counting the votes. But uh, I just hope that big, dumb fascist gets voted out because that's what he is. And uh, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not going to hide under, under trying to be neutral. I don't like Trump. I think he's a despicable human being and I want him voted out. So that's where I stand and I hope he does get voted out tonight. We will find out. Any other answers for this question? Um, I guess for me, I've daydreamed about going on Survivor for a long time. Mm. I actually put it in my uh, in my phone, right? Because I have an app. I've told you guys this before, I think. You know, what do I got to do today? Oh, I got to try and book a haircut. Uh, I got to do some other things around the house. And then I have, under some day, I don't, even have, I don't have a date on it apply for survivor so i just keep daydreaming about it i don't know why i keep putting it off but eventually now i've hit the part where i'm old enough now i'm 40 so this is going to be great i think it's going to help my chances to get on tray being an older guy so mm-hmm. that's why you know we'll get there we'll do it one day um but that's uh it's been on my to-do list for a long <laughs> time and i haven't got around to actually you're, filling you're it way out too young looking to be the old guy in survivor that's the problem no, that's why I grew this gnarly beard. It's helping my chances, man. I'm starting to look a little older. Yeah, I guess. You think I look too young despite being you, old enough? Yeah, like you're, you, you know, you're, you gotta be more like me, like old. You know, we gotta look old. Well, you're a decade older than. That's me. true. That's true. Yeah, actually, JD's seven, but he looks a lot old. <laughs> the curious case of JD Skeets. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, Survivor was sort of on my list, too. I always look forward to the next Survivor season. When's the next Survivor season? We well, still yeah. don't know at this point. Um, but they'll bring it back at some point. You know, I, I like the idea. Like, we've heard, uh, like, a Thanksgiving Day parade or something. Like, it's going to be the end of a tradition. 150 years. The tradition is over. No, you're just taking a year off, and then you're going to come back. It's not like Survivor, the series has ended. We're just taking a long right. break here. It'll be back someday. You're going to see me, Skeets, and JD on there. We'll fly Ooh. out Tass and Lee as our loved ones. Ooh. Sorry to our wives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our wives and families. We got a podcast here we got to promote. <laughs> we actually will have to record a beach step and podcast on the Survivor Island. <laughs> My luxury item, a microphone. That's next level. Uh, Lee, do you have an answer for this question? Uh, well, I guess it was that I, uh, for a long time, really wanted to come to America. And I used to apply for the uh, the green card lottery every year and I couldn't get it. And I kind of gave up. I gave mm. up and I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. I just can't get into America and work and live there. And then all of a sudden, now I'm living and working here. Nice. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things, man. Like, Because it, cause to fill out the form for the green card lottery was basically just your birth date um, and your name and address. And that was it. And it was a very, very simple process. And I never got in. I never mm. got in. I just thought, ah, it's just not going to happen. It's not meant to be. Not, not meant to be. But it was. And it was. It was. It was. Um, all right. Well, I'll read our next one here because Tass, I mean, a man of his word, he just like, he, he couldn't resist getting on Twitter to read about the election. <laughs> uh, so he, he's got, I don't know, maybe his internet dropped or something, but I'll read it here. Hey, no Dunkin' Donuts. I've been listening since the TBJ days and you guys have been my go-to. Not only sports podcasts, but podcasts in general since. Keep up the good work. I have a two month old excuse me i have two month old twin boys oh boy and i find myself frequently holding two babies and trying everything i can to get them to sleep many times i am listening to the podcast and as i do so uh trying to get them to go to sleep and every time the intro to the up down report comes on they immediately wake up and start crying they seem to just hate the up down report music 
What's something that you guys always know is coming, but do nothing to stop it? Learn up, teach yourself, blossom. That's from Ben in Denver. Another email here from Denver. Um, yeah, sorry about that, JD. You want to first off, uh, you know, comment on that? The up down, not not soothing to two month year olds. Well, it's two not designed old. to be soothing oh. to anybody. It's <laughs> right, supposed right. to be high energy and uh, and get people going. But also, you know. Respect to this guy holding two twins and still listening to the show. I mean, that's, wow. uh, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, I guess I could make a lullaby version of it for next time. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that'd be awesome. Be yeah. very yeah, nice. That. Maybe, that would be very maybe cool. we could try that. We could try that. But anyway, Ben's still listening. That's the beauty here. He's saying, I know it's going to happen because you guys tell me when it's the up-down report, basically. We put it in the title. And uh, he still wants to listen while he tries to put these uh, these little guys to bed. Doesn't learn because he always wakes them up. But Trey, what's your answer for this? Well, I'm sticking with babies because, Ben, I would love to hold your twin babies, you know, given that it wasn't a pandemic and it wasn't unsafe. I would love to hold them. <laughs> but I know when I hold those babies, they're going to grab my beard. They're going <laughs> to yank on it. As soon as they have, you know, the physical capacity to reach their arms, to know where their hands are, they're grabbing that dangly thing. Mm-hmm. And they're yanking on it, and it's going to hurt, but it's going to be worth it because you're holding the baby after all, and they're not that strong. <laughs> like a baby, it's going to hurt a little bit. They're going to yank, no doubt about it. They might end up with, um, it's pretty gnarly and gross to see a kid with uh, long beard whiskers hanging out of their Ugh. fingers. They yeah. can rip them out, but not that many. <laughs> and you can, I mean, you can overpower a baby to get it <laughs> off of your beard, right? Like they can grip on, and as you yank away, the baby lets go. That's going to happen. So, yeah, I love to hold a baby. Guaranteed they're going to yank on your beard. But that's why I grew a beard in the first place. JD was holding my baby way back in the day. Circa 2015, probably January 2015. He was holding my little three-month-old. She could not stop playing with his beard. I was like, let's see if I can grow a long beard. The rest is history. (laughs) So, so cute. You remember that, JD? Of course. That's great. Yeah. I love having kids yank on it. and It's great. Why? Awesome. It feels like it's like grooming it in some yeah, way. It's like uh, it's that monkey gene. It's just yeah. You know, it's, get in there, get the gnats, clean it out for me. You know, I like it. Yeah, Tass, welcome back. How's the internet? <laughs> you voted <laughs> again. <laughs> Tass, uh, you can't vote three times, man. Yeah. One day, I don't know much about the election, but I know you can't do that. Oh, um, good. I only voted twice. I'm good. Then. Okay, good, good. Um, what's uh, what's something, Tass, that you knew? You know, you always knew it was coming, but you did nothing to stop it. Oh, great. Perfect timing. I love this question. Uh, well, I, I watch my, my girl, Rachel Maddow, quite often every night uh, as, as much as I can. Her newscast is fantastic. At the end of it, she hands off to Lawrence O'Donnell, the next host, taking his hour. And there's always an awkward handoff. Always. Uh, <laughs> Ra- Rachel finishes her show. I think she just wants to be done with her show. She said, she, she always says, and now it's time for the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. Good evening, Lawrence. And Lawrence uh, just starts talking. He keeps Rachel on for five, six, seven minutes. It's like the A block is Rachel Maddow quite often. Right. Uh, and, and it's good. Everybody wants to talk to Rachel. She's got a, 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 a fantastic opinion on everything. Uh, but uh, I know it's coming. Uh, Danielle sitting beside me. She said, "Turn it off. We know it's we know what's going to happen here. We don't want to see this." At the same time, I just I just love it. And uh, and and last night, a beautiful moment, a beautiful moment between the two. I'm glad I kept it because Lawrence O'Donnell said, "I remember being here twelve or excuse me four years ago, Rachel, uh, and I had to do a show the day after the election. I didn't think I could do it, but I watched you do it, Rachel. I watched you go up there and do your hour of television." And I thought, all right, I can do this. So thank you for that. Thank you for the last four years uh, of getting us uh, to this point. And I think Rachel almost teared up uh, because it was a very nice moment. So I'm glad I stuck it, uh, stuck with it. I'm not sure why I was watching election coverage on the Monday before the election, because what the hell is there to talk about other than just uh, getting stressful, uh, just getting your anxiety up. But uh, here we are. Here we are. The best, uh, my favorite, I guess, handoff between reporters is CNN's uh, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. You ever seen them go uh, like pass oh, yeah. the show off? Oh, yeah. I love you, brother. <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> no, I love you, brother. 
<laughs> I love you, brother. I love you so. It's I die every time. I love it so so much. The love between those two. But uh, yeah, what? Look, we had to do those weird handoffs sometimes too. Remember back in the starters days? It's like, why are we doing this? Because it's not set up to work well. Like you're right, Tass. One person is done with their show, so they're like, let me get the hell out of here. The other person is like has the like, not the anxiety but like the excitement i guess or whatever the butterflies of starting their show but we got to have this strange awkward you know through like basically like a zoom meeting handoff it's never it's not that great usually it's a lot of the times clunky uh, but you think uh, yeah. it would work on a podcast? We'd be like, "All right, coming up right after us, the Daily Ding." Uh, I love you, Dave DeFore. Uh, I love you, Dave. I love you, Dave DeFore. Yeah. <laughs> love yeah, you too, Waz. Try it. We should try it. Uh, I just need that photo of me looking into Dave DeFore's eyes. Uh, <laughs> Throw that up there, JD. JD, you got that? You got to throw that up there. Throw that up there, JD. Uh, Lee, I don't think we got your answer for this, did we? Well, you guys know um, I had a uh, an incident at a basketball game about uh, 18 years ago and I had to go to hospital the next day. Trapped wind. That's correct, yeah. Certainly, and, yeah. Uh, and so uh, I had to go to hospital and they had to give me some pain relievers and uh, to uh, untighten my uh, intestine. Yeah. And uh, following that, when I said to the doctor, how can I prevent this from happening in the future? He said, you just got to let them out. Right. So uh, I can feel them coming sometimes and I do nothing to stop them from coming out. And uh, that's under doctor's orders. Scientific uh, medicine is telling me, you must let them out. So <laughs> I do. <laughs> Let them out, let them out. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I'll answer this very quickly. I My OCD kicks in every time I see a cupboard that's slightly open. And right now, Nora in the bathroom is on a hell of a run of leaving her cupboard door open ever so slightly. Now, the reason is there's something wrong with it. Like, it doesn't close perfectly. So unless you put the effort in to really close it, <laughs> It's always going to be open a little bit. And uh, look, I just, every time I go in there, I fix it. I don't know why I fix it. It's my OCD kicking in, like I said. But, uh, you know, then I leave and she'll be in there. And then I go back in and I got to fix it again. And I, I, I try and prevent myself from just, just leave it. Just leave it. It's not hurting anybody. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and nor can I have a conversation with her about it because like, she's going to be like, that's ridiculous. Or she's going to tell me to fix the actual cupboard, and I don't want to do that. Mm. Uh, so that's uh, the real dilemma here. But uh, I know it's coming. Those bathroom cupboards are going to be open. And I'm going to always, always take a quick second to close it. Why? Because I'm weird. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately, so I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital, a lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets, the things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Final one. Hi, only layups. I am not sure if you guys have heard, but there is currently a pandemic going on of the banana plant. To summarize, the common banana we eat is being attacked and dying out due to a virus, and we cannot control it. Our only hope is to replace our typical banana with another variant. 
Still, no variant has the same renowned flavor that Lee adores. So my question is, what will you miss most about bananas? And what will you be doing with your last standard flavorsome <laughs> banana? Kind regards, that's from Dale Creven in Ireland. Um, I feel like we've talked about this before. Mm. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, that yes. This idea that the banana might be gone soon, Lee. I mean, as if 2020 couldn't suck oh, enough. Now they're going to take away the banana from you. I, th- I think it was around about five years ago. I don't have the exact date uh, that this was being reported that they would be gone <laughs> within nine years. The, the, the oh, traditional so we're banana. Halfway there. Or yeah. Halfway now, there. I, I'm not sure. I haven't been following it closely enough to know if we're, we're on that timeline or not. But, uh, you don't but, listen to Daily Banana, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's only weekly in the uh, in, in the 2020s year now. Uh, right. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's apparently though it uh, it is it is going to wipe out the uh, traditional banana. So I'm not sure if plantains will uh, will still be around. They're they're a relative. <laughs> you, have to, you have to cook them though, and then you've got those little bananas as well. I can't remember what they're called, but those right. small ones. So. There are uh, a variants of uh, bananas out there and banana products, but uh, if we lose a traditional one, man, that's like it's uh, a big part of my 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 diet. You know, right, right. I, I eat them. My boys eat them. Like bananas are great, and it's going to be sad. But uh, Australia have apparently developed some sort of vaccine. Oh, that can, that can help. I'm trying to save the banana. Yeah, that can help, but it doesn't. Oh. Uh, oh. It, it's it's going to change the flavor and the texture a little bit, but at least it's going to keep the traditional banana around. So, crazy times, man. Crazy oh. times. If we lose the banana, if we lose the banana. I don't. I just don't know what to do, man. I'm not sure. We're not going to lose the banana, Lee. We're not going to lose the banana. They did surgery on a grape. They made a vaccine for a banana. There's just going to be another variety of banana. Mm, We're still going to have bananas out there. This is not the OG banana that our parents <laughs> ate back in the 1950s. Right. That was the Gros Michel banana. This is the Cavendish banana. There will be a next one, and it's probably going to be better. And we probably wouldn't be getting to this sort of uh, bananaless scenario, Lee, if it wasn't for you eating as many bananas yeah. as you can eat every single day of your life, save some for the rest of us. Yeah, well, look, it's true. I do. I rarely go a day without at least eating one or two. Uh, yeah, I'm a big banana guy. You guys know I had 12 in one day once. That's the record. Yeah, yeah. But it's so sad. Like, you're actually killing the banana quicker. Well, sort of, you know. The more I you're mean, eating it. Yeah, I've got to get my bananas in, man. I'm greedy when it comes to banana. Oh. If you're not going to eat... You saw it. Sometimes it can create tension, a banana, as in Vegas sometimes, you know? Like, I would bring the bananas in the morning and yeah. you guys would say, ah, banana boy. But then later on, especially you, Skitty. <laughs> especially you, Skitty. You liked a little bit of a... I uh, eat bananas, man. Don't come yeah, at me. No, I'm, I'm just saying, you, Don't come at guy, me. When the other guys weren't around, then you'd be like, yeah, I'll have that banana. Now. You can <laughs> get rid of the peel pretty quickly as well. You didn't want Matt coming back in and saying, hey, are you eating one of his bananas? No oh, you never want to let Matt Aston catch you eating fruit, man. <laughs> yeah. I just it, thought man. it was weird. Uh, a man would be traveling around Vegas with like eight bananas bananas uh that, but you're right i enjoy a banana so yeah. i guess in the end i was happy that you were you had that bananas uh, as well as like you know they can be unripe they're like avocados i guess it's the potassium connection there they're, they're sort of unripe unripe not ready then you got like a 36 hours where it's like perfect time to eat the banana <laughs> yeah. and after that then they become overripe and they're too mushy you know that's when you got to throw them in the freezer or make them pancakes or banana bread or something like that right so, you know but they're elite they know that you know <sighs> All right, Tass, do you uh, have any banana thoughts as we start to wrap up this podcast? I like bananas as well. Yeah, you do? Okay. Yeah, that's my thought. <laughs> Did you ever have Happy one? Happy to have them. Did you ever have one in Vegas <laughs> when Lee brought them? He must have. And you called him Banana Boy at 9 a.m., but by 5 p.m. you were eating a banana? Mm. Be honest. I, I could have a banana with every meal. Be pretty happy. Wow. That's very nice. Do you I put think. bananas in your um, cereal? Uh, from time to time, a slice them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep those peels for the compost. Oh, yeah. God, that's the best part. Lee, do you eat your banana? Like, do you unpeel it completely and then eat it? Or do you eat it, you know, mm-hmm. as you peel it down? Uh, I think the second one, yeah. I, I peel it down and eat it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because I do the, I take it all out and then yeah. eat it. And Nora, Nora gets upset with me. Yeah, no. I, I thought you I, did that. I thought I learned that from you, Banana Boy. I don't know. I may, no? Maybe, maybe at times, depending on where I am. You know. <laughs> do you peel okay. it the right way? Actually, bottom yes. up. I do peel it. I do peel oh, it the yeah, right you way. Got to. Hundred percent. Wow. That was a huge life hack. When you learn that, pinch like, and peel. Oh, it's awesome. But I take it all the way out. Trey, what do you do? You keep it in. Um. You know, I probably go all the way out most of the time yeah. because oh. I the the thing I hate 
the worst part of a banana is the part that's attached to the part yeah. you're supposed to pinch and peel. I've always called uh, it the yeah. banana booger. Throw that thing out, uh, crush the yeah. rest, because the best bite, the very best bite of a banana is the one that's right next to the stem there. Yep. So if you're eating it the right way, if you're peeling it from the pinch point, you're getting the last bite last, or the mm. best bite last. That's how you eat a banana, and that's why they're going out of business right yeah. at this point. Yeah. Everybody stop eating bananas. Let's save them. <laughs> business. I don't yes. think that's the right word for it. There's still going to be a banana business out there. Uh, I'm on Wikipedia always... looking at a list of banana cultivars. Lee, we're living in banana times right now. This is amazing. <laughs> it might be the Red Daca. It might be the Fjordbon 920. Who knows what we're going to be eating next, but I'm excited to see I, I get the banana times delivered. Uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is a weekly, actually. That comes, every one, that comes once a week. Uh, all right, let's call it there, guys. Uh, we're talking bananas. Um, email your questions in, nodunksattheathletic.com, or tweet them in at nodunksinc. Uh, I guess the plan is to have a, another podcast or two later this week, depending on some guests that we can lock up, but uh, make sure you subscribe to no dunks wherever you listen to your no dunks podcasts even on amazon where you can't leave a review but if you listen on apple Podcasts, leave your boys a five-star rating and review this friday would be five-star friday would it not wow yeah good right? point we're in get november them in. Yes. Get them in. so get them in leave your five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. we'll have some fun with that either here on the podcast or we'll do it on instagram stuff like that all right clipper bro you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome Thanks for joining us, and remember, there's always money in the banana stand. Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.